you know, that's just how it's always been. Like a true New Yorker. You well, to... I'm sure people in Staten Island will like fight oh. tooth and nail for their island. Right? I have a friend and she's probably the only one. Actually, I have two, but then this one's closer. She's from Staten Island, born and raised. Yeah. I'm not like, it's pretty lit. But at the same time, I'm like, nah, fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> no one's defending Staten Island. Not even people from Staten Island. That's right, son. Let's go, bro. Welcome to the worst Asian podcast, where a couple Asian American millennials give you our shitty opinions on all things Asian. My name is Linji. I'm here with my co-host, Ben. Wow. Uh, that was like the Broadway musical edition of our intro there. You're welcome. Every yeah. once in a while, I feel the need to uh, sing because, yeah. you know, we should do a karaoke read recording one day <laughs> remember i talked about if we're like remote somewhere and we need to interview someone and we can't find like a studio we should just rent a uh karaoke room karaoke room and i was like that is a great fucking idea but then when we went karaoke sometime whenever the fuck it was the last time we went it was actually uh-huh. pretty goddamn expensive so it was so yes. next time we have to be remote somewhere and we have to record a podcast we'll just record it at the park yes that's what we'll do we're just gonna have like a nice little bubble in a tent just pitch a tent. You don't even need to pitch a tent. You just need like two foldable collapsible chairs, the mics, and a tripod with the camera. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. I'm so confident in my post editing. I think I can take out all the airplane noises, the whatever is. Yeah. Um, what's it, as long as we're not near like a, a park or like a children's playground. We're at the, oh, you mean like a playground park? Yeah. I was like, dude, we're at the park recording. <laughs> Would you guys actually like to see this like remote record? Not this, even with a guest, like just Ben and I, let's say in my backyard. Yeah, or like we're in like. With like the frozen section of like H Mart or in my pool. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know how. And when we just like drop all the equipment <laughs> into the say. water, I was like, "Oh great! Uh, well, thank you for uh, <laughs> fucking us over, guys." <laughs> that's the that's the official end of the podcast. That's the only way this podcast yeah. is is getting canceled by us salt water and chlorine. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's like yeah, you guys actually um agreed to this too. It's like oh yeah, you're right. We did. We're dumb. I shouldn't put that on a poll because I bet you if I put that as a poll on social media, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna vote yes. It's like yeah, doing the poll, do it. Okay, I just want to give a quick shout out to people that leave some us uh, some feedback on Apple, 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 uh huh, Apple Podcasts. Just remember, if you like the podcast, you want to show some support, the best and free way to do it is just to leave us a five star review. Show us uh, some love. Recently, we got a comment on our Apple feedback thing about Bob. Um, thing about Bob. Chill and relatable. Had to subscribe and rate five stars out of the sheer. Oh. Res- God, let me finish. Had Sorry. to subscribe and rate five stars out of the sheer respect for Linji's patience. Wow. This, that's why you said <laughs> let me finish. This motherfucker. Fun, pa- fun podcast, guys, and great dynamic. Thank you to whoever wrote that. We appreciate it. Like I said, if you guys want to leave us... Uh, if you want to help the algorithm, leave us some five-star review. Ben, I was going to tell you that you need to project, but I'm glad that this pissed you off enough. Please make sure you talk louder into the mic. Thank I you. I was just going to say how, of course, this jackass picks the one comment that highlights Linji. Not even like, and like, it's funny no, no. how I cut off right there. And he's like, oh, no, let me finish. <laughs> There's a, it's not even gotten to a good part. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say right there. That's you. Fun podcast, great dynamic, guys. That is a compliment towards you. That's a 50-50% compliment. This guy said 50-50. The other part of it was strictly for me. That part I get. Yes. There you go. Um, Shout out to whoever that person is. We really appreciate it. That was all factual. <laughs> that is actually very true. Yes. Great dynamic. Fun podcast. I have a lot of patience. I, I was going to say, I, like, don't say the third part. I have a lot of patience. Oh my God. So much fucking patience. <laughs> I am a goddamn saint. I, I have the greatest patience in the world. So much patience. So much patience. I have the best patience. When you did your, your Trump impersonation, which comic do you imitate doing Trump? Because you know how when people do their fake oh, Trump yeah, things, yeah, yeah, they yeah. always think of a certain like comic. When I think of it, I think of Trevor Noah and oh, that's what I try whoa, to do. Oh, that's so weird. I was just going to say, I think I, the best, I think like, the most similar was Trevor Noah. I was just thinking Trevor Noah. His is probably not the closest one. It's not. But I think it's the most u- unique and fun one it's, that he does. It's enough. It's enough to, you know, you get the point of it. Yeah. Um, it's exaggerated a little bit for, you know, for entertainment. Obviously. Yeah, Shane Gillis. Uh, I don't know if you know Shane Gillis. Um, amazing stand-up comedian. His Trump is is hilarious. Him and um, Is it on point realistic or is it just funny version of it? It's It sounds really good. It sounds like something Trump would say. It's... It's amazing. I, I'm just thinking about he would be like, blacks are okay. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You guys say that? <laughs> Jamie Foxx. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's so random. But Shane Gillis, um, what's it? Funny dude, man. Funny, funny guy. Great uh, Trump uh, cadence, I gotta say. Um, 
Ben, you just came back from vacation in uh, the great country of Miami. Yes, I didn't know Miami was a country, <laughs> but sure, yeah. How was your international flight to Miami? Uh, it was wonderful. I feel like I've really, really um, connected with my Spanish heritage. <laughs> uh, my, my Miami blood is not as, as stronger than ever. Is it? Um, there's a lot of Cubans. I forgot there's a lot of Cubanos and Cubanas. Yeah, of course. Yes, Obviously, yes. dude. I forgot. You, yeah. know? you went there for a bachelor party, right? I went for a bachelor party. <laughs> No great, great people. No strippers involved. No, never, never. Fake news. Yeah, fake news. Um, yeah, great strippers. <laughs> he just I, ended. <laughs> the best. <laughs> um, listen, well, so weather was great. Thank God. Uh, if you listen to our past episode, you hear about how I was just complaining about don't fight spirit, but you'll find out why exactly. And if or you, you already found out why. Yeah, but if if you're not from here, um. Yeah, I don't know if Spirit is international. Just don't ever go near Spirit, please. I don't think their fleet of airplanes can cross the ocean. <laughs> they only have like eight. They only have eight of them, and it's just like on constant rotation. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't shit. work. It's yeah. overworked. Yeah, a few yeah. planes are overworked. What is Miami like, though? Because I've been to Florida, obviously, oh. for you know Orlando, Daytona, but I've, I've actually never been to Miami. What's, oh, what's Miami uh, like? It's like is it, it a party city? It's a party city. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's like Mykonos, or it's like a... Yeah, party in Mykonos. Party in Miami. Yeah, Miami. Um, I love Miami. It's a party It's a party scene. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Who chose to go there? You or the other bachelor? I gave him options. It was for my cousin. I gave him ideas. Niagara Falls. Yes. Uh, um, you know... Elmhurst, Queens. <laughs> yes, Jackson Heights. Jackson, Jackson Heights Queens. or Miami. Or Miami. And he was like, I don't know, Great Lakes? I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe the Great Lakes. Grand Great Canyon? Lakes? What's the Great Lakes? Great Lakes is by Michigan. Dude. Oh, I was like, I was like, wait, are you fucking with me? Don't go to the Grand Canyon. I have to go on a bachelor party soon, and we're actually trying to plan to go to like the southeast, the southeast, southwest, like the canyon and stuff, do all the hikes, which is like the opposite of your kind of bachelor party because... I have done one of those, though. I have went to... um. I've had one bachelor party where I was involved in Joshua Tree, right? Joshua Tree. Yeah. It was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> was it, was, it the worst? No strippers. <laughs> the worst. The trees refused to take off their bark. I threw singles. Nothing happened. <laughs> okay. It was just Sorry, guys. Sorry. No more trauma presentations. <laughs> yeah. No more. No, no more, but the done. reason why it was bad is because the Airbnb we had for that one was there was no, no internet. There was no running water. <laughs> like, no, like, like we couldn't really shower. I don't think I showered at all. And it's in the middle of the desert. Is Mia, is Hulk, oh, you're talking about, about Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree, not Miami. I'm talking about, I was like, Miami cannot have somewhere where there's no running water. No, that, no, Miami, Miami was great. I love how we keep calling Miami. <laughs> yeah, but guys, um, yes. guys, you know, we're saying Miami, right? There's gonna be oh, one Oh, yes, we're saying Miami. There's Thank gonna be you. one person that's doing like a house tour right now and like half paying attention and like half their brain is like, oh, I want to visit Miami. Where's that? Yeah, where, where's this meow meow? Where's this shit? Um, but yeah, Miami, it's expensive. So that's the only thing about Miami. Everything you do in Miami is very expensive. Is it more expensive than like going to Manhattan here in the city? It's uh, it's comparable, I would say. Um, I have one ranting and raving, which is more like a rave. Um, which I'll say, which okay. is kind of preluding to this. But yeah, Miami is expensive. It is expensive. I mean, you can just tell by the fact that it has these like glamorous, Glamour. yes, the clubs and lounges. Yeah, it's bro. like going to Vegas is expensive too. Yes, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I probably am not going to plan a family trip there anytime no, soon. <laughs> dude, I would actually advocate like, yo, you are not allowed to do that. I don't think there's a there point. There's nothing child-friendly? There's, I mean, there are. It's just, there's no point. You might as well just do what like other parts of Florida. Yes, exactly. You know, like you said, like Orlando especially. Of course, I think, for the theme great. parks and everything. Or there's yeah. other parts of the country where if you want to go for a quick local trip. Don't go trip. to Tampa. Just heads up. Really? What's wrong with Tampa? Tampa is becoming a very big like... Uh, party scene area where it's oh, okay. more like a college party scene area oh so it's like cheap miami yeah so it's, it's like people it's that ratchet can't, so people that can't afford miami just go to like tampa i'll put it this way it's like a party scene but like instead of like people like around my age or a little younger or yeah. older right a good dynamic mm. you're gonna have like a lot of young college kids okay i can't that's, deal. that's the best way to put it exactly. i can't deal with college kids, you're so gonna be like them. there's some dumb ass you're gonna deal with you might throw up on your shirt your favorite shirt so don't do it it's like when i go to manhattan in the city here it depends where you go yep depending on which area you go to you can tell what type of tourist you go there obviously if you go to times go you, you get the very touristy touristy international tenants yeah which isn't too bad not tenants a tourist yeah that's not too bad because i think people that go there they're usually like families and everything exactly. so it's not too bad i would say if anything the tourist attractions are more annoying than actual tourists <laughs> yes sure. yes yes if you as a local try to go to a tourist thing it's crazy yo as a local new yorker i've never been to some of these things i've never been to the statue of liberty I don't think I've been to it either. I, I do remember that time. I think the closest was 
when we ran the 10K. Because you saw it inside. You, that was the closest, bro. You were one ocean body away, one water body away from it. Yeah, I think that was it, man. That was the closest time, I think. For me personally. Okay, this is a great segue because today what we're going to be talking about is what it is like to be an Asian American in a New York City. Whoa, Sex in the City edition. I found through talking with a lot of our um, listeners that there is a good handful of people that listen to the podcast and actually are expats of New York that oh. kind of like want that New York City... You know, like when you move out somewhere and you miss it and you're homesick for it, you kind of yeah. like need something. And somehow this podcast provides a little bit of that for them. Oh, shit. Which is a bit strange. I mean, I'm very thankful, obviously. Right. Very, very grateful. Yes. Um, but I guess you and I seem like we represent New York or maybe just just specifically Queens, New York a lot. I don't <laughs> I know. Because so. our brash, arrogant nature probably would not fit <laughs> in like some middle of the country town. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. The vibes that we had come off on the podcast fit well because we're in New York City, we're in Flushing, we're in Queens, we're like New Yorkers. Yeah. It's just us being us. Yes. Um, we're an acquired taste. We might be <laughs> we're an acquired taste. We I would I would think the only thing that's appreciative of New Yorkers is that we're very straightforward and we just tell you how it is. Yes, we're lots of candor. Place, yes, a lot of candor, a lot of brash candor, I see. Yes, yes. That's yes. the best way of putting it. But that is me. I mean, I think that's just in New York in general. You, you're, you take the cake. <laughs> you take the moon cake. How about that? Take the right? You cake. take the fucking moon cake, bro. So let's talk about what it's like to actually be a New Yorker in... Excuse me. Let's just let's talk about what it's like to be an Asian American in New York City. I think growing up here in Queens specifically, we're just, I guess, in New York overall. Yeah. We're, we're a bit spoiled with our exposure to other Asian people. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. I think a lot of the things that we got to experience, um, we kind of just had a lot of benefits in a way yeah unknown benefits that's the thing yeah it's like the grass is always greener on the other side but you're not if you're not aware of it maybe this is a the wrong way to use the saying but when you're not aware of something or you're not yeah. aware of what is not the norm yeah then you don't get to appreciate what you have yeah i think so i think so too because considering our in our age when we were growing up in flushing i remember our well being specific to my neighbors were predominantly like greek polish italians yeah a lot of the small businesses the mom and pop shops the brick and mortars mm -hmm. were not of asian influence nope there was a lot more uh italian restaurants i remember a lot of pizzerias a lot of pizzerias. A, lo a lot more diners that's Dude, the one that i do miss the diners, diners. oh my god uh, sorry this is gonna get very local for a sec this tangent but you know the diner sure. that's across the street from flushing hospital the one that we oh yeah dude Fuck yeah, the corner one. I went there recently with my wife. Oh, shit, okay. I'll show you pictures later. It's still there. It looks exactly the same inside. Oh, thank God. It has the same like stained glass yeah. bar cheers kind of like lights yeah, fixtures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that same like the beige the and the benches. Yeah. Nothing in that has changed. Oh. Nothing. It's like a fucking time capsule. Thank God. And they're still open. We were the only customers though, but it was still open. There was never a day we went in. There was like a line or it was busy. It, it was, was never busy when we were kids. Empty. And when I went now in 2023, it was not busy again. Oh man, that's good. I thought you I thought you were going to scare me for a second. Dude, Dude do you remember the cook? The like Greek Polish guy? No, I don't The Greek not. or Polish guy that was in the back? No. He's still the cook. Oh, you remember this guy. That's like... I remember the guy that cooked all the dude, food. That's like 15 He's years He's still the guy because it, it used to be that one cook. I think he was probably the owner. And then there was like... <laughs> there was like a constant like rotating cast of waiters and waitresses because it used to just yeah. be maybe two people in the restaurant at most, that diner at most. Yeah. The waiter, waitress, and the actual cook. Yeah. So that cook is still there. Wow. And the Kudos waiter is different. Don't you miss that like old Americana thing? And that's the thing about Queens. It was... At one point, I think there was a good mixture of like old Americana... With the new Asian influence. Yes. Now it's predominantly, predominantly Asian. Asian, which isn't a bad thing. But I think us growing up, yeah. you know, like, for example, like, you won't meet a lot of people that even enjoy the sport of baseball. That's a very American thing. But me and Linji, actually, one of the things that we have in common is that we have a love of baseball. Yeah. Linji is a Mets fan. I am a Yankees fan. But just because of the fact that we grew up liking baseball, we even played baseball together. It just shows you, like, how we don't, you don't really see that anymore. Dude. What? What's Sorry. Up? No, no, no. Side tangents. If you guys hate uh, side tangents, I'm really sorry. I think they love that part. But I think us. because we're talking about like growing up in New York, there's a lot of these random memories that are going to come to mind. Yeah. Do you remember when in uh, junior high school graduation, I got, oh. hit, I got hit in the eye with the baseball? Yeah. Like two days before graduation. Yeah, I do remember this shit. Uh, Holy shit. Dude, when you're a kid, you're not smart enough to realize that when you play catcher, you should really have a face mask or a yeah. catcher's mask. 
because sometimes <laughs> when the batter foul tips the ball, yeah, it flies directly back into your eye. Yeah, so um, it's crazy how reckless we are we're we're as kids. So I think we're the last generation where kids were really reckless. Like we wrestled, you know, we probably destroyed a lot of property. <laughs> um, we broke, you know, plenty of bones, and we just experimented more, right? I think that's safe to say. Um, so the G is right. That time specifically, I got a black eye from a baseball. Yeah, you did. The week of graduation. I actually had to borrow some uh, concealer from my from my girlfriend at the time. Yes, to, like, I do remember this. I put the concealer on my eye. Yo, it did a really good job. That was a, that was a crazy thing. So, um, paint the picture. It hit it so well. It was me, Linji, and our friend, our famous CTO friend. Was it? Oh, it was oh, him batting. Oh, it's him he batting. Was the bat- he, dude, he's the one that fell. You was were pitching. You were pitching. pitching. So I was pitching, and and I remember me, <laughs> the CTO. We kept arguing because we felt so bad. We thought you died. <laughs> so this is what happened. So. You know, I'm lefty. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm throwing straight heat. You know, Linji's, Linji's a really good catcher, actually. Linji is a really, really good catcher. He could have been like the Chinese Mike Piazza minus like the 500 home runs and the steroids. Yes, that <laughs> and, the, and the goatee. But as a catcher, Linji was solid, man. Like defensively, this guy, this guy brought it. But <laughs> the thing is, that I think Linji had no equipment. The only equipment we didn't have any had, equipment. We, we, had, had we had gloves. We had the bat we had, and like had, one ball. Yeah, two gloves, maybe three baseballs. One that worked. <laughs> And these are real wait, baseballs, wait. though. How does the baseball not work best? It might be torn up. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like like okay. the stitching or some shit. Like, fine, fine, fine. So the thing was is that if anyone played baseball, I know people call it a boring sport, but if you actually grabbed a baseball and you, and you were in a batter's spot, it is actually very, very terrifying. It's yeah. pretty scary. It's like, oh, shit, you need some balls to you know, possibly get hit. Yeah. So Linji is the catcher, mind you. And if you've seen a catcher, they look like they're wearing like fucking armor, a body <laughs> armor, which they are. They have to. They, they must. Um, specifically, they have a catcher's back. That's the most that's important. The most important. So I'm pitching. I mind you, I'm, I have the best view of this whole thing. So I'm like, all right. So you know, I throw it. It was just a normal pitch, right? Nothing supposed to be crazy. And for some reason, our CTO, uh, shout out to you, but this was your fault, dude. He didn't even swing. He didn't swing. He fucking. And I think that's why you, you caught you off guard because he kind of just like. Put his bat forward. He jabbed at he, it. Yeah, he felt he just bunt. It was like not even a bunt. It was a, it was a shitty. Know what that Pretty much, he did not swing. Yes, he right? jabbed at the baseball out of nowhere. It just nicked the baseball just enough off his bat that it threw off the angle. Linji had the glove p- placement perfectly. It was it was like I, I mean, remember like you had it. <laughs> Ben's picturing this. I remember this. You had it, but then that split second, the baseball nicks the bat and goes right into Linji's eye, like. It was so gross because it fit his eye socket perfectly. And he's just like, it looked like Linji got shot in the face. I swear to God. Because just imagine me like squatting down. It was like, oh. And then I get hit and I just like fall backwards. He just <laughs> fell. And I was like, oh my God. Linji's eyeball exploded. <laughs> I swear to God, he's going to wear an eye patch forever for the rest of his life. I, we, I didn't know what to expect. All I just knew was like, oh shit. We were young at the time. We were in middle school. Me and my CTO, our CTO, we just kept arguing the whole day, I remember. I remember when we got to Linji. I don't know if you remember this. Linji's on the floor now. His feet are on the floor. His one hand, he has his one hand covering his eye. He's like, he's just trying to make sense of the whole situation. He's like, in shock. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, and we wanted to see the eye. We're like, yo, do you, does he have an eye? We're like looking at the baseball. Is there blood? Like, we're looking for blood. Like, nothing. But it was two days before graduation. We had to take pictures. That was the main That's thing. The main That's the thing. thing we yeah. about. I don't know how, but. This might be the only time where, like, me and Linji got our first uh, experience with God. With God? Yeah. Because, dude, I thought your eye, yo, your eye should have been, you should have been a puffer fish. I don't know. You're, you should have looked like a boogendoggle. Your eye should have exploded. I don't know how it did not. But the woman you were seeing at the time, she had a uh, concealer, like concealer, you said. Yeah, so I borrowed it from her, and I, con- and I concealed my eyes. I can't believe it, but I remember when me and CTO, we saw... We saw Linji. We're like, holy shit. The morning of. It looked like nothing happened to this guy. Yeah. I was like, it's like, yo, concealer works. It, we're like, yeah. Ever since then, I'm like, I always wanted to try concealer. <laughs> I was like, if I ever need to use concealer, that's the reason why I'm going to say it. It was crazy. It's crazy that she had the exact skin tone. That's what it was. Because concealer is coming different, different shades. Tone, yes. yeah, different shades. You have, you have to really get the one that matches you. But the one I had, <laughs> like, my, my ex is black. She was a black girl. <laughs> I'll be like, but baby, this doesn't match me. <laughs> it just makes your black eye look even more black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, and you know, I put it on myself. So I just took it. In I, the didn't morning, know that. I put it on myself that morning. 
So I have a natural sk- a skill for makeup, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, how the fuck did we get here? You love baseball. I love baseball. Pretty much, we're talking about how Queens has a lot of uh. uh Queens is a perfect yeah, example of old school Americana, what it means to be not just a New Yorker, but even American. Yo, it's crazy because people sometimes forget that Flushing Queens, we have a whole baseball team. We yeah. have the Mets here. Yeah. Like the Mets Stadium is here. We have the US Open that happens every single Fucking year. Fucking crazy. The US Open is one of four grand slams in the sport of tennis. That's four. So it's like the four championships in tennis in the whole world. Yes. And one of them is in fucking Flushing. Yeah, it's so random if you think about it. Technically, the. Uh, what's up? The jet should have moved here also to Flushing. Remember back then before they... Holy shit. I don't remember this. I actually don't remember that When at they all. were talking about building a new stadium, they were going to build a stadium oh, in the right. same area as well. Yes, Willis Point. So technically, we should have had a full-fledged football team as well. This is crazy because like back then, before City Field for the Mets, it was called Shea Stadium. I love Shea Stadium. I have a special place in my heart for that uh, place. Which was great about Shea Stadium was the retro design of the stadium. You know, there's that catcher with the neon and it was... It was Dude, was, it's it not great. retro. It's just old and it aged and then, oh, it, became and then it became retro. It became retro. Yeah, it's it, like this diner across from Flushing Hospital that we talked about. Yeah. That became retro. But back in the day, it was modern. It was, no, it was normal. That was the normal. You're right. Um, so, uh, yeah, Shea Stadium. And then they eventually built City Field. City Field is a great ballpark, though. It, it's, it's really it's family nice. friendly. It, nice. it looks visually nice. It is really nice. Am I wrong to say that I think City Field as a stadium is better than the new Yankee Stadium? Yankee Stadium is pretty dope, though. No, it's good. But I'm saying as an overall experience, if you're there, not for the baseball, not for the losing or okay. winning teams, but just as so, an overall experience, yeah, yeah. I think City Field is better. So this is the best thing I can say. I do enjoy going to uh, Mets games more than Yankees game, even though I am a Yankee fan. Because you like watching the Mets lose? No, not even that. It's just when you go to a Mets game, it just feels more family-oriented. It's a lot more relaxed. Where when you go to a Yankees game, you feel like you play for the Yankees. You're like... I remember I went to one game. Randy Johnson was pitching at the time. Yeah. Hideki Matsui was still on the roster. And I swear to God, almost every fan had their own fucking box score. All and were- it's, I feel like everyone had their own radar gun. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? They're all about baseball scouts. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Everyone had to work for the Yankees to be a Yankee fan here. Yeah, so it was... And, and they're just a lot more aggressive. They are. They are. It's crazy. Because they want to win. Every time you go to a Yankees, it's like, I yeah. have to win. Where a Mets game is like, win or lose. Hey. You know why? Because we're used to losing. So no one's expecting too much out of it, too. Yeah. And you know what? You guys have Shake Shack. I will give you that. Yes, we have a Shake Shack that's built into City Field. That is the, uh, you know, before Shake Shack got so big, before they had much more locations, it used to really just be, there's a couple of locations in the city and then the yeah. one random one was in City Field. So sometimes if you want the oh, Shake Shack, right. the closest one would actually be go to the baseball game. It was one of the very first OG Shake Shacks. Yeah, it was one city. of the first few, like before they expanded and they went international and everything. Yeah. So like going, tying into the first question that you asked. Yeah, I think we are very privileged. Very, very privileged. If you guys have not been to New York City and specifically Queens in overall, because I, it makes it sound like we have a, this is a love, love letter to Flushing. Oh, okay. To Flushing. Yeah. I would say Queens overall is the yeah. fucking best borough in the, this entire I was entire just going to say. Because here's the thing. How would you describe the five boroughs of New York City? Perfect. Let's do this. Um, Brooklyn. It's not Brooklyn anymore. Hipster. Hipster. Hipster free for Gentrified. Yeah. Staten Island. Um, That's not real New York. It's not. Too far. Right? The Bronx. Uh, too fucking dangerous. <laughs> Let's be fucking real. If it's one. If people from the Bronx, they show. They, they're like, yeah. The Bronx is dangerous. That, they're proud of it. I'm like, bro, that's not something to be proud of anymore. <laughs> but that's, that's the Bronx. That's like Manhattan. One percenters and tourists. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly. all it is. One percenters and tourists. That's it. Yeah. Like there's nothing uh, authentically New York about Manhattan anymore. It seems like there's a smidge, smidge. But even like St. Mark's, right? Yeah. St. Mark's was very back then in the day, like very New York. Uh, it was like punk rock. You go there for tattoos. Um, there was a good diversity of like food, Japanese. Um, it used to be the closest thing that we had to a Japantown here in New York. Yeah, you're right. Was at St. Mark's you're in right. Manhattan. And now we have no Japantown, which I find absolutely crazy yeah. that in this large city in all the five boroughs that the Japanese population, either they're all hiding somewhere or there yeah. is not actually a lot. Like I know that Sunnyside has like a good Japanese population, but that's not it's a tiny. good... Sol- exactly. It's a good population relative to the other people places you, you remember like in junior high school there was one japanese girl and i can specifically remember her because she was the only her. japanese girl Holy in junior shit. high school and my wife is gonna think something weird that I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that i just remember it was like oh you're japanese i've never met a japanese person at that point in my life yeah until i met her i was like that's weird there's no japanese people anywhere yeah in queens i didn't even know we had um 
um, you know, this unattractive Japanese. Uh, Super unattractive. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. The person I was terrible. I wanted to throw a baseball in her face. That's how I was. <laughs> <laughs> she should put it in her catcher. God. So I was saying like. Queens itself is yeah. a much better, in my opinion, very biased, super, super biased. Yeah. You know, I will wave this flag. I am from Flushing we will, Queens. We I'm, will fight to the death for this one. We will, but we will also acknowledge the fact that we are very, very biased for that. Yeah. Okay. Manhattan, I would say it's like its own kind of creature almost because it's become, it's what people think of New York when they think of New York City. But at the same time, it's like its own little thing. It's technically an island, but it's also like a cultural island too, because it's so different than the other parts of you know when New you York. talk about you know is new york city the best city in the world it's still by far it is the best city in all of you know the world i know people try to make a comparison to it maybe eventually along the line but you really couldn't find anything in new york city uh, anything to do on mm. uh, the food especially it's just yeah. food holy crap the, the food the minority uh communities like the little niches like the little groups everywhere wherever yeah. you are from around the world yeah i'm not just talking about queens i'm just talking about like the five boroughs wherever you are around the world you will find your people there yes. and, and you will have a relatively good time assimilating to this country if yeah. you move to new york yeah i'm sorry about the prices though because maybe that's the other big that is, elephant in the room that is, is the prices new york city is pricing out a lot of people that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, pricing out. That's a good way of putting it. I like I that. can't tell if it's because we're older now, so we're aware of it, or if that's actually becoming a bigger and bigger problem. No, I think it's becoming a lot more prevalent where people know they just can't afford it anymore. Sometimes I get really surprised of how some people afford things. I'm like, oh, you're low-key rich. I remember I was at this... Uh, you're low-key rich, and you have like a 300 square foot apartment yeah. in Williamsburg. But that's, that's like... That, that, yo, that's rich. You made it. You made it. You made it. Because you know you have to make a certain um, figure amount. To just keep up that lifestyle. Yeah. Unfortunately. I remember I was recently at someone's house and she had a great apartment and it was just, she lived by herself. It was beautiful. I was like, how do you afford all this? I found out pretty much like she's like a kind of like well known poet, I guess, or poet? Yeah, which right that I was just like, oh shit. Yo, sorry. That's a thing. Sorry if you're a listener and you're a poet, but yeah. poet. And uh, financially stable do not mix together. Exactly. It's I like do not picture those two things. It's almost it's harder than being a starving artist. I mean, poetry is an art. It's an art. Um, but yeah, I was surprised she does well enough that she had some of her stuff published. So I was just like, I felt stupid as hell. I was like, wow, this is like a whole new world. I did not understand. I mean, kudos to her. Why are these yeah. people dating you? I don't know. I, I do. I, why are they, why are smart, well achieving <laughs> people dating you? I don't know, dude. It's like. We get a lot of us. <laughs> wow, this guy, guys, guys, like, guys, guys. Does he... <laughs> I am a, a happily married man, <laughs> so maybe this is why Ben gets a lot of the uh, thirsty listeners because they know uh, that he is single. First, uh, first of all, she did not know I do this, sir. No, I'm. I know, I know, I know. She's not a listener. Right, but right, I'm trying right. to say, like, we get oh, a lot man. of thirsty messages for Ben. Yeah, this is weird. Ben is single. To me, <laughs> to me, he's not attractive. <laughs> uh, dude, these videos prove it for me personally. But he is a acquired taste. <laughs> wow. Wow. This sounds like you're describing durian. <laughs> I was, yo, I was literally about to say, Ben is the durian of people. <laughs> it's I'm like dating. <laughs> once you are used to it, it's delicious. Oh, God. That's terrible. Anyways, that's the point uh, that we get here. Uh, so, like, Amer- America, uh, uh, New York City, <laughs> Asian. It's being priced out. When we look yeah. at Flushing Queens right here, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like there used to be a lot of like lower income minority people here in Flushing Queens. And there yeah. still is. There still really is. There's still a lot of people that's just making the bare minimum to survive here. Yes. Uh, and they're, they're staying in Flushing Queens because they have a community around them that makes assimilating a lot easier. That That oh, is a definitely. big reason to it. So they're willing to deal with the prices of things over here just to be able to have that. But it feels like when we were younger, it wasn't as expensive. Just look around Flushing. There's all these new condos being built up. Constantly, dude. Constantly. And they're so expensive. And most people can't afford that. So to me, I'm like, where are all these buyers coming from? Hey, man. If it's anything, every time I tell people I live in Flushing, they're like, oh, Ben's rich. I'm like, no, no, no. I just haven't lived there long enough that we, we kind of circumvented the system. But so we have all these buildings surrounding us at this point. <laughs> Yo, it's like the movie Up. When the yeah, old- yeah. <laughs> Like when the the old man in the beginning, yes, he won't give up his apart his his house, yes, and all these giant skyscrapers are being like erected around him. Yep, that's Ben. <laughs> that's literally me. Like it's gone to a point. Where, like my apartment at the time had a pretty good uh, view. view, 
of the skyline of Manhattan over the years, uh, over what, 20 plus years, maybe at this point. Yeah. Now, that has vanished. <laughs> What's your view now? Like the back of two condos. Yes. That's pretty much it. It's like, I'm watching like the person's living room across from me now. It's, uh, yeah, that was the one thing I noticed. I was like, wow, I have really good, um, I don't even know what it's called. Good, uh, good, uh, courtside seats. Uh, that's <laughs> Court- the best way I say, I say it, you know? I don't know. It's like more tall people are sitting in the front it's rows. It's like I'm being forced to sit on the floor of the courtside <laughs> seats. Now. That's what it feels like. Lay on the ground and watch the game from there. It's still a great view. I still love it. But like you said, being priced out, it's, uh, it's happening rapidly. Yeah. But that doesn't stop all the other Asian people and all the other minority groups from still coming into like right. New York and, and specifically Queens because Queens has different pockets that are more affordable. Yeah. Then most immigrants don't really come to New York City and move to Manhattan. You okay. don't do that, right? Yeah, not that- anymore. Maybe unless like, you're, like you can really afford it. Like I'm going to NYU, so I'm going to dorm. You know, I know a lot of like people like back then that tried that. Yeah, that makes sense because you have to be close to your school. But if you're bringing like your family over nowadays in this time, in this decade, you're really not moving into Manhattan City. Manhattan City. Manhattan- I say Manhattan City because it feels like a city. Yeah. You're really not moving there. You're moving more to the other... Uh, the other boroughs, boroughs. Yeah. and like even Jersey, not even a uh, Brooklyn anymore. No, the parts of Brooklyn, especially like the northwest parts, that are much closer to Manhattan. All those little pockets of towns, like Williamsburg, Dumbo, unless you've lived there a long time already and you've already established there, yeah. you're not really moving there to establish new roots. Wow, it's crazy that you mentioned Dumbo. I forgot Dumbo is like a great example of just like gentr- uh, gentrifying. Yeah, it's just fucking up the walls. I remember when they were first being built. I'm like. Oh shit, this is gonna be expensive as fuck. That's all I kept thinking. And then they have that one hotel. Yeah. Holy shit. If you ever got to visit the rooftop, uh, I think fucking when I went there once, right? It was a random day. They like Chris Hemsworth just left. Chris Hemsworth? Thor? Uh, Thor. Yeah. Thor. He just fucking happened to be just there. I was like, is he still here? He just left. I was like, oh wow, where was he sitting? I was like, all right, I want that. You're gonna go smell his ass. Yeah, smell I want sweat from his ass. Yes. I was like, oh, Odin's son's ass. Give me the power if I am worthy. But yeah, I just remember thinking like, damn, the um, Brooklyn everywhere, uh, Dumbo Park is beautiful, but I can't live there. Yeah, I just go there just to walk around. But, oh, so this is what it feels like. <laughs> oh, this is rich people land. Cool. And then you just leave. I feel like w- walking around certain parts of Queens it feels a lot more homey than going to like these new skyscraper cities. Yeah. I say that skyscraper as, cities. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good way of putting I it. I say this as like there are more and more high rises being built in Flushing, which is kind of like it's solely given that vibe. Do you think it counts as gentrification if other Asian people come into Flushing, build it up, and now it's just rich Asian people and they're pushing away the lower income people? Does, do you think oh, that counts as like the same? It's the same shit, yeah. There may be a better word for it, but it feels like the same kind of vibe. Asian-gentrification. Asian-gentrification? Yes. <laughs> it's rich Asian-gentrification yeah. just pushing away low-income Asians. I think Flushing is the best example where you're going to see, you know affluent Asian people from maybe out of seas coming in, yeah. dumping their money in, and they, they like living there. You know? So that's kind of what it is. Like, I've never seen so many fucking G-Wagons in Flushing. It's like, I see a Toyota Camry. <laughs> I see a 2009 uh, RAV4. Yo, shout out to my still going strong 2009 Toyota RAV4. Gang, gang. And then all of a sudden, it's like, G-Wagon. And every time you look inside the G-Wagon, they're young as fuck. Yo, it's like, it's, it's like a young... I'm pretty sure they're Chinese because I can tell. It's like yeah. a young Chinese foreigner. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's some Hong Kong fucking money right there, bro. I don't know yeah. where they're from. I mean, I know they're probably Chinese, but it's crazy now when you look at the map, it actually says Chinatown or Koreatown on Google. It yeah. never used to say that for Flushing. Right. I think we said this a couple we times did. in the we past, did. but it still blows my mind. I'm Flushing like, Flushing was just Flushing to us. Flushing was never a Chinatown. No, it wasn't, man. Um, shout out to one of the uh, diners we're talking about, Kane's Diner. Kane's Diner. You know? That's gone. That's now a nice apartment building. Oh, is it? I actually looked at some of the you. units there. I'm like, oh, this actually seems relatively affordable and it comes with parking. The, the food was affordable. They had fucking steak and eggs there. We talked about last time. They were 24-hour diners. You yeah. barely find 24-hour diners anymore. Yeah, dude. We used to go there because the steak and eggs were... Get this, seven ninety nine. Yeah, and it was skirt steak, seven ninety. Skirt steak is so expensive now. Yeah, sometimes it was a flank steak. I think the steak itself yeah. just changed from week to week. Yeah, I think it was whatever cut was cheapest that week. Yeah, but when you're paying seven ninety nine for eggs. a steak and eggs, the eggs are great. It was three eggs. It was not just two eggs. It was fucking three eggs. You get toast. Yo, think about this, guys. You know how expensive eggs are, right? Yeah, they're fucking three eggs and a random piece of meat. I don't care what part of the cow it's from. It's steak and eggs yeah. for seven nine. And you got like... Vegetables too. The vegetables were really good too. I don't know why. It was like steamed vegetables or something. No, it was like fresh though. It tasted was it? fresh. Yeah, I just remember I was like, 
Even the vegetables here are fucking... And that place was 24 hours. Yeah. Oh the my menu God. was great too. And then they... Eventually, they sold the property because permits allowed that exact property to build a high-rise apartment building. Of course. Not, not a high-rise. I, I think but it's only it's like a, seven, eight floors or something, but whatever. Oh, that doesn't count as a high-rise. Doesn't count as a high-rise? I don't know. I, you're the, whatever. It's a large condo, right? Yeah. It used to be just a single-level individual diner Damn. on that property with a large yeah. parking lot surrounding it. The parking was great too, yeah. We could just chill in the parking lot for a little bit yeah. afterwards. Damn, man. Kane's Diner. Shout out to them. They had a great menu where you opened it. Uh, shout out to whoever designed it. I'm assuming it was the parents. Oh, fuck. The, Remember menu? the menu? Yes. It had all these cutouts of like celebrities on it. And then like there was named after certain celebrities. Guys. But it was so interesting. You could never get sick of or read. I wish I had one. You know, in uh, movies when there's a hostage notice. Yes. And they cut Whoa, out like the letters. Sir. Yes. They cut out the letters and they try to make a hostage note. This yeah. menu. Out of newsletters. Like, this looked like a random cutout thing. It was so Bizarre. Cool. Yeah, it, it was, was. Yeah, it was weird, but it was so cool. And like yeah. that was the whole menu. It was. A, it was just a. It was just a quirky diner that had great food. The service was solid. Yeah, it was twenty four seven. Great parking. There was so many good things about it. This episode is supposed to be about oh, what it's right. like to live in. Uh, why Asians love diners? That's <laughs> <laughs> why. Why do we love diners? Okay. Um, we talk about how great it is to grow up around other Asian people. Do you think there was a negative about growing up with other Asian people in New York? Because obviously there is benefits, right? Yeah. You feel like you belong. That's the biggest thing about growing yes. up in Flushing and Queens and other minority ethnicity neighborhoods in New York, which you get the choice to. But is there uh -huh. a negative to growing up around people that look just like you? Uh, do you want to go first? or Like you said, we got a little bit 50-50 because we yeah. did grow up around a lot of Polish, Greek, Italian people. Even our elementary school. During that. It was very diverse. Flushing when we were kids was not as Asian as yeah. it is now. So we got a good exposure of that. Yeah. Now that it's become more Asian, we're comfortable with it as well. But, we, but yes. we didn't like get thrown into a super Asian Flushing. Maybe kids that move to Flushing now get thrown into a super Asian Flushing. Um, you're with your own culture. You feel at home. There's the plus sides of that. But yeah. it's always good to learn about other people's cultures. Yep. And you can't really do that if you hang out and predominantly are just in a school with just people that look just like you. I think us growing up, we were the first to experience, like, I want to say a perfect balance. It just really diversity. was, right? It really, really was. Um, For a record, me and Linji, we went to the same elementary school. That's how we first met. But even our elementary school, I have, I have the best memories when it came to just the music, like when we did chorus, all of our teachers that we had for each grade. Yeah. They were like genuinely great uh, teachers that were like old white ladies, but they were legit great teachers. Yeah. You know, like we learned how to do cursive, the Pledge of Allegiance, you know? And our classmates, yes, it was a good chunk of Asian people. But yes. It was, we learned about different cultures too. Right. Majority, it was not Asian. Yeah, we even had, uh, for example, uh, we talked about the Three Perfect Stones, right? That was a Holocaust survivor. We actually got to meet her. And, you know, we got exposed to that. You know what I mean? Like, it has nothing to do with our history and our culture. Right. Even just going to, like, the playground and playing with other people. It yeah. wasn't just a bunch of Chinese or Korean kids. It right. was a bunch of kids from all ethnicities backgrounds yeah. uh, neighborhoods everything like yeah. that yeah and because we got exposed to that we just learned like you know the humanity of oh everyone fucking struggles it doesn't matter where you come from and that was the kind of thing like about our elementary school which i really found endearing about which is kind of like getting lost like you mentioned clearly if you're in a neighborhood that has a large asian population then yeah the schools are going to be very asian populated right that's not like yeah. an agenda that's not like someone trying to pack the schools or anything if it if asian people live in the neighborhood then asian people are, are going to go to school in that neighborhood right that's just clear math yeah i'm trying to say that like if you're in a school with all asian people what happens then when you leave this town when you leave this environment when you go yeah. to other places around the world if you go to school in a different state in a different fucking country or to the middle of the of the u.s yeah. then now it's kind of like a bit of reverse culture shock right oh yeah yeah dude yeah you're dealing with these fucking new terminologies yeah that's a good way of putting it man because now you're in like the middle of the country and it's a bunch of Caucasian people. Yeah. And now you feel weird. Yeah. Because maybe you're not used to like that. Um, that environment where it's, you're predominantly, you're used to seeing a certain thing. Right. Now you're not. Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, now I remember. I was going to just mention about how you asked if it's a bad thing. I, I kind of do see what you're saying. But like I said, I, it's really hard for me to pinpoint it because I think when we were growing up, we had a good balance of it. Yeah. And now we see the other side of it where it's just the extreme. Yeah. Where like now it's just super Asian. Well, the other good thing is being in New York City, even if you are in a neighborhood that is extremely whatever that minority right. group is, 
you can very easily go to any other borough yeah. any, and just get a little bit of all the other cultures, right? Yeah. It's like you can visit parts of Brooklyn and be like very hipster. You can visit parts of Manhattan, parts of the Bronx. Don't go to Staten Island, but if you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to say like, you can still get that osmosis of other cultures nice. by quickly visiting other places. You're, you're not really landlocked to like flushing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking... You can go travel elsewhere and it's okay and you get much exposure to that that is the brilliance of living in new york not just as an asian person but just as a like a fucking human being right because nothing will ever shock you when you go out to the rest of the world right people of different cultures you most likely bumped into them either on the subway at a restaurant you've tried different cuisines in your city in new york city that now when you go to like these other countries maybe you haven't had an authentic version of that but you've had an introductory version of that food yep um, I think that's kind of the reason why people relate to us to our podcast so much. Maybe I was thinking about that. Like, you oh. say this as someone's gonna someone's gonna have a comment for that. Anyways, go. Yeah, go. they definitely want. Like, oh, not really, but I do think that's kind of what it is. We're like a good smorgasbord of like what it means to be a representation of a culture. You know, even though that's still fucking up in the air, I think that's why a lot of people try to like uh, relate to us or find us interesting enough. You'd be like, oh shit, these guys seem very legit and their you know personal experiences of growing up. You know, this might be the closest thing. We're almost like a case study, you know? Like a sociological like case study. I love how you try to put a sophisticated spin around two dumbasses just screaming at each other back up for That's right. We we are gonna be No no no. I'm very self aware. We're just two obnoxious people screaming at each other on on the internet. We're like two monkeys in a cage at the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) And that the listeners are like, oh, look at them. They're throwing shit at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, can you picture yourself growing up not in New York City? Yo, you know what's funny? If you can somehow turn back time and like, can you even imagine what kind of person you would be if you did not grow up yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, isn't that like the case with everyone? Almost everyone always says like, oh, like everyone, any person from any of their borough, people that are from the Bronx, from Manhattan, from, you know, Brooklyn, they'll be like, no, nah, man. Brooklyn or wherever, Long Island even. Be, no, that's home. It's crazy because like as I've gotten older, I feel like damn, I'm really, really, really glad I was born and raised in Queens. As opposed to the other boroughs? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's our, you know, that's just how it's always been like a true New Yorker. You well, to... I'm sure people in Staten Island will like fight oh. tooth and nail for their island. Right? I have a friend and she's probably the only one. Actually, I have two, but then this one's closer. She's from Staten Island, born and raised. Yeah. I'm not like it's pretty lit, but at the same time, I'm like nah, fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. XC, shout out to XC. Uh, oh that's god, shit. yeah, it's dope. Everyone's back chill, but fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> no one's defending. Oh. Lo- uh, no one's defending Staten Island. Not even people from Staten Island. That's right, son. Let's go, bro. Uh that's uh. fucking crazy. Do you think if you had kids, would you choose to raise them in Queens, New York City, or, or outside? Like. Just keep shrinking down the locations. Ooh. Where can you picture your kids growing up? You know what's funny? Um, it's weird because like another a thing that me and Linji have in common is that our love for Hawaii. Oh fuck! Okay, guys. Um, I don't oh, know. Shit. Am I segue? My bad. I don't know when this episode is coming out, but uh-huh. I failed to say this on the uh, last recording. I, I know what you want to say. Yes. I want to give a quick shout out and our hearts and our thoughts and, and our condolences to the people, the residents of Maui. Yeah. It is an absolute shit show right there and i don't know what are the good resources resources for you the listeners and for the world in general just to like help out with that shit yeah that's good but i would try to see if i can gather a bunch of um links non-for-profits or whatever at the very least just like keep those people in your thoughts because it is an absolute shit show it is i've (sighs) been to that island i've been at that tree i've had ice cream on on front street i've been in that exact town so to see a place it's so beautiful and has such amazing people. Like the islands of Hawaii in general have um, um, amazing, amazing yeah. people. But my times that I've spent in Maui, dude, you look up at the fucking sky, it feels like you're flying in space, right? We don't have that here in New York City. No. We don't have that hospitality of Maui residents and native Hawaiian people. It's okay. So, like, I just want to say our thoughts to the people in Maui. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Um, it's pretty bad. Uh, I try to look into what caused it, but no matter what, it fucking sucks. Yeah, regardless of um, how it started, you know, do you have to think about like what is the post-fire recovery um, plan? You know, there unfortunately, it's it's tough. It's tough because there is people in Maui that will 
advocate for not coming to the island right now on vacation, which I completely understand because if you're a resident of the island yeah. and you had a family member that was affected by it, why the fuck would you want a bunch of tourists coming onto your island right now? It's like, dude, leave us alone right now. Let us recover in peace. Yeah. And there's limited resources on the island that it's, you know, tourism can't take yeah. those resources away. And it sucks because they rely on tourism. Right. Which, so it's, That's the other half of the argument, right? Yeah. The people that are arguing for tourism to continue, but just yeah. not directly in that affected area, will argue for the fact that their lifeblood is tourism. Because I think it's true. Hawaii, four out of every five dollars generated on the island is from tourism. Uh, I, I mean, I believe you. Um, when COVID was happening, they were talking about how devastating it was to the Hawaiian economy. Of course. You know? Relies strictly on tourism. Yeah, tourism. Uh, what's it? The hotels, the restaurants, you know, the hospitality life, uh, travel agencies. Yeah. Um, the airlines. It drastically affected uh, Hawaii's economy to the point where like, they, did, they were really, really worried. Yeah, so um, there is no good answer. Send as much love and as much charitable donations as you can to reputable places. Yeah, that do are, your research about this. Do part. your research. Don't just send money any, anywhere random. And at the yeah. same time, the argument that should you go to the island, should you not go to the island right now, it's a tough one because I can see both sides of the argument for those. Yeah. Just imagine you're someone like on the southwest side or something, right? And you have like a yeah. hotel or something and yeah. now you're losing money. But just imagine you're the other person that's on uh, Front Street and you lost your house and you have family members affected. You want you don't want that. I don't know what the good answer is. Maybe just like don't visit now, visit soon, but spend double the amount. I don't know. You know, like whatever. There or if you can, just go to a different island, but then still make some real contributions, like donations to you know reputable yeah. uh, you know organizations. That's what you could do. If you if also if you really really want to go you know balls deep, fucking go there and like just try to help clean up them. Maybe do volunteer work if you really want to go like out of your way. But if that's a good option, yeah, that's yeah. But your vacation, I don't even think that's the thing, but. If that's where your heart is set, you know, please, by all means. Me and Linji, the interesting thing is that we both, another thing we have in common is our love for Hawaii. Going back to what you're saying about raising a family, I don't know, but it's weird. Hawaii is the only place where I'm like, I can see myself like moving away out yes. of Queens. It's not, weird. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Because the Hawaiian culture that we see yeah. is an amalgamation of native Hawaiians and then all the people that came to settle and then all the people from like East Asia that came overseas. Yeah. It is in many ways very similar to the melting pot that we have here in Queens where it's yeah. That culture is based on so many other cultures in addition to their native Hawaiian culture. Yep. Um I will admit I do think that we are biased because when we go to Hawaii, it is obviously very, very Asian. You know, like there's nothing around it. It's predominantly Asian, but it's like still US, you know, US state. Yeah, it's super Asian. Like sometimes when I remember my first time going there. I was like, you know how in New York sometimes some menus will have two languages? It'll be in Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah, It'll be yeah, yeah. Spanish and English. Yeah. There's some restaurants in Hawaii where it's the two languages are English and then Japanese. Oh, shit. Okay. So I the same menu, it comes in like bilingual English and Japanese because obviously yeah. they get a lot of Japanese tourists yes. that fly over to Hawaii. Yeah. So, you know, going back to that, I do think there is like a funny, um, you know, common line there. Why we you know, love Queens, but also like we have this love for Hawaii as well. Cause you go there, it's like, oh, it's like us. But the great thing also is that they're Asian, but they speak English. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> okay. Cause like for me, I'm like, thank God. This is like, cause your Korean sucks. My Korean is trash. So it's like, okay. Uh, but you know, the dollar works here, which is amazing. So the dollar works here. It's a, it's another state. So obviously the no, dollar. No, that's what I'm saying. It feels so fucking exotic and beautiful. And then it's like, you know, like we're city boys. And then, like, the fact that we can still appreciate something as, you know, majestic as fucking Hawaii. Yeah, but they also have, like, their big cities as well at the same time, right? So you can quickly... I mean... But you can quickly drive from a big city out to, like, oh, I'm now in the middle of nowhere and it's fucking beautiful as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, shit, look at this water. This water is <laughs> fucking... It's just fucking beautiful. It doesn't have needles floating around inside. Yeah. Oh, there's no broken glass? That's amazing. My son can play in the sand without cutting his arms. Yeah, man. So... I so, guess so. Yeah, you can or you can't picture. I, I could. I could still see myself being here in Queens with the family. I mean, with the family. Yeah. Would you rather raise your family here in New York City? If I could, if I can afford it, dude. That's, <laughs> that's the real truth, bro. If I can fucking afford it, absolutely. But I don't know. We gotta see how shit you know goes. But I you would love marry to. someone rich. Uh, yo, yeah, yeah. Need to find that poet. <laughs> and, uh, hey guys, if we have any rich listeners that are single women that would like to. <laughs> Linji's playing uh, the matchmaker right now Yo, I know some of you listening are thirsty for Ben Some of you, some of you 
This is going to be target specifically you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A couple quick questions about being Asian and living in New York. Okay. If you are the type of Asian that wants to date within your culture, let's not talk about what's good or bad, but that's your personal choice to do so, right? All right. If you want to date other Asian people as an Asian in New York, do you think it's easy to do so? Oh, hell fucking yeah, bro. This is the thing. Asian people, when it comes to dating, they're terrible at it. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Are you talking about Asian men like yourself? Yes. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not... I'm not I think people kind of figure that I'm not very shy. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say confident. Maybe I'm just dumb. So, I'm just, <laughs> you know, ignorance is bliss. I remember I had this one woman. She was, she was, uh, she was Latina. Very beautiful lady. And she just asked, like, can I ask you something? Mind you, picture Sofia Vergara from Modern Family. Oh, like, in the accent. Yeah, yeah. She had that thick accent. Beautiful as well. She kind of looked like her, but... She asked, she's like, why do you Asian men not like Latinas? So I said, the reason why Asian men tend to gravitate towards this dating within their you know, realm, I guess, of Asian women is because it's within proximity, right? It's like most of the time, it's like a friend of a friend. You know, like you really don't see Asian men go up to like random chicks at the bar. But hey, I just know you're over here. Can I get you a drink? You don't, you know, guys don't do that. Okay. So if your friends tend to be generally Asian and you date within your friend's circle or friends yeah. of friends or or that's how you're introduced to them, then just by default... By default, exactly. So flushing by default is fucking great if that's their ga- uh, dating style. Right. I mean, technically, you and uh, your lady too, right? Yeah. By proximity by as proximity, well. There's a, I think there was like a scientific study where they were trying to figure out oh. what is like... How do you match two people up together and what attributes of their characteristics like make for a good couple? Oh, like, okay, yes, yes, yes. Whether it's height, attractiveness, education, money, okay. whatever. Okay. The only real thing they could scientifically prove was just proximity. Like the only Wow. The only reason why you're gonna be more likely to end up with X person or Y person is who are you more closer? <laughs> who do you live closer to? <laughs> Sounds like a very simplistic, stupid thing to yeah. say. Yeah, but yeah. they were trying to figure That's out true, oh, though. maybe it's age, maybe it's like education, maybe right. it's like family structure. Career, some shit. No, no, that. no. You are simply closer to this person physically by proximity location wise so you're that. more likely to be with them which i guess kind of makes sense if okay. you live in new york city just by that theory yeah. alone maybe you're bound to date more asian people but they're also uh-huh. if you want to date more asian people and you're an asian person and that's your choice of preference then clearly here it is right yeah blushing is a perfect place for you man yeah so good for you if you're a single asian male um okay what other quote, random <laughs> questions that i have um did you want to uh, name like certain cities or where where would you not want to live if you're an Asian American? Where would you not want to live? Wasn't that a thing? If yeah, that, that, that was. That, I think that's a little like too loaded. It we is. Might, we might we might offend. <laughs> it is quite quite loaded. Okay, for me, I would say, and this is not a race thing, but <laughs> Ben's laughing because I'm laying foundations. Yes, I just trying to say I can't picture myself living in a small small town. That's regardless of oh, race. I see. I I just can't do it. Uh-huh. Just. It just so happens that these small, small towns are very Caucasian. <laughs> but I'm just trying to not say, Asian. I yeah. like I'm a city boy, like you said. I prefer to yeah. be around things. That's why I always joke with my wife when yeah. we when our kid is old enough and we don't need this uh, mansion of a palace that we live in. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I don't have to take. <laughs> yeah, I could I, I could live in Linji's off one of his floors. So when we don't need this space, I would like to just live in like a small condo. But do you know where that condo needs to be? In the middle of Flushing, Queens. Look at that. In the middle of, of Main Street. Because that makes sense. I want access to like all the amenities of being in that. Yeah. I just don't want to like shovel snow and shit. Or like <laughs> you if it's one thing I know about you, every time in a group chat, you always bitch about <laughs> shoveling the fucking snow. The winter, man. Uh yo, shout out to my brother in law. I'm not sure if he's listening, but uh once he swaps places with my mother in law, I no longer have to shovel the house. That's one less place that I have to shovel. You get to retire from there. Sometimes I would have to drive over to my mother in law's house, which I do it. Because I want to, but yeah. it's also tiring to shovel one more house. Oh, yeah. I can so that would be completely his responsibility. Yeah. Uh, I would never understand uh, the struggles of that. But <laughs> because you live in an apartment your entire life. Yes, space. but I do. Uh, I oh, do, do pre- you think, I guess this is not a real question, but if you're Asian and in New York, would you rather live in a house or in a condo? Dude, I'm the same thing with you. Condos all day. Condos all the way, right? All the fucking way. Right. Because I, if you want to live in a house house, move out to like the suburbs. Yes. Move out to the suburbs. You get Agreed. more bang for your buck in terms of actual grass on your feet <laughs> yeah and you know like if you live in the boroughs i think it's more it makes more sense to live in a condo yeah because it usually puts you closer to the heart of whatever borough that you're in 
Yeah. And you spend less time like doing house maintenance that you can actually spend more time enjoying That's actual the cities. the main reason why Linji's like, houses are a scam. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'm about to do the Trump thing. <laughs> houses are scams. Don't buy homes. Condos are the way. It's true, though. By the way, I sell real estate for a living. It's a go. Find me on Discord. <laughs> but it's true, though, right? Everything you just said, the mainly it's the fucking upkeep. You know, you're just like, did you, you just everything. fucking power wash like cement? I just, oh, but you. <laughs> I spent half of my day yesterday power washing my cement around the house because yeah. they got dirty as shit over the years, right? Don't get me wrong. I was like, oh, there's a big ass difference. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, thank God I don't do that. <laughs> Oh uh, god! Plus, you know, like we said, it's expensive to live in um to live in fucking New York City. So yeah. you probably can't afford a house in New York City anyway. So yeah. you might as well just get like a two hundred square foot studio apartment wherever yeah. you are, and and you'll be fine. If you have a family, then move out to like the suburbs or like find some uh tweener place where it's just far enough but also close enough. You know, like what I did. Hopefully, that makes it a little bit easier. Let me see if I have any other random tidbits about growing up here in New York City. Would you recommend someone else that does not live in New York City, like let's say around our age, in their twenties and their thirties, to move to New York City? Let's say they're single. Let's do two two different scenarios: one with the family, one with the single. You speak about advising a single Asian person whether or not they should move here to New York. I'll advise a uh, family—that's a past tense verb—family—a family Asian person whether or not they should move here. You go for the single. Speak. Um, I think for most part, yeah, the experience you should at least try to come here. It's the greatest city. And, you know, whether it's a year, even if it's a visiting family members, if you can stay here and you're just visiting family. Like for the summer, maybe. Right. Yeah, dude. It's absolutely worth it. And for most part, I have to say, I've met a lot of people, especially in my field of work, that are from, you know, other countries, right? Very far away. And they come here and they're just like, wow, they still have that starry look in their eyes. Right. And that's especially great when you are single because you can really selfishly focus on your own entertainment and your own enjoyment of the city. Yeah. And New York... The five boroughs has so much to offer for a single person. Yes. I'm not just talking about dating. I'm, I'm saying like just to experience different things because yes. there are some things you can't do with the family. It's crazy just like thinking about like how for, you know, we still have like one of the best programs. If you want to be a doctor, New York City is great for it. If you oh, want to become, true. true. If you want to become a, a world-renowned, um, you know, poet, music, yeah, poet or musician. You Juilliard. Know, like, yeah, the Juilliard, like, you know, for dance, you still come here. You know, Alvin Ailey's, uh, Ali School of Dance. It's still like, you still come here like for all that kind of stuff. Right. So if you're so, you're young and you're pursuing some kind of passion, this is the place to make it. It's like people that want to pursue acting in their career. It's, exactly. It's either West it's Coast, crazy. California or yeah. New, York so New York City. And it's that's the crazy thing about where we live. Um, is there like an age limit, you would say, <laughs> if you're single, when you ooh. should stop or not? Uh, I, th- I think if you're like in your... I mean, it depends. Like, if Actually, you're in your, yeah, what's up? Correct what me if I'm wrong. I'm uh-huh. married, right? But, but I would say... I hope so. <laughs> If you are single, regardless of your age, if your objective is to still find a long-term partner, it probably makes sense at any age to move to New York City because you will meet you have, or at least you have the opportunity to meet more people. I think people. if you're a male, I think if you're a male, you definitely have more options. And if you're being serious about looking for a partner, then yes, New York City would actually be a good, um, good viable option. Good. I think if you're a female and you're a little older, the market for you might be really competitive depending on your career choice where you live, like proximity, like you mentioned, it might be a little more difficult because it's just so fast paced that you might not have enough time. That's true. It's tough. Once again, it's one of those things where yeah. it's always shittier to be the female. It always sucks more. It's, There's a it's lot not more. fair. It's not yeah. fair to the female people. It is. Yeah, you're right. So, so as know, far as like a family, I would say, sorry to cut you no, off. No, it's fine. Go. Like as far as a family is concerned, yeah. I would say it's really tough because if you want to raise a family here, maybe coming to New York City as a couple and then finding where you like. Yeah. That might make sense. But like if you already have kids that are out of your womb, that are walking <laughs> on their own, yo, it's difficult because yo, Matt, like also, is there a max capacity? Like, I think you can't have three kids and you try to live in the city. That's like almost it, that's tough. The closer you are to Manhattan, so even if you're in okay. the boroughs, but on the parts that are closer to Manhattan. Gotcha, gotcha. I swear that there must be some kind of scientific study because yep. it's like s- single couple one kid the Two further kids, out the thir- three kids the yeah. further out you go you're l- more likely to have a bigger. larger bigger family yes it's just one of those things i would say if you're a family and you want to move here you have to do it when your kids are young enough so they can assimilate to all of this yeah but at that same time when you come here you should also probably not actually you know what if you're really rich you can probably yeah, that's what i was gonna say it all just depends 
If you're fucking loaded or not, dude. If you're really rich and you want to get enough of this Asian culture or just the diverse minority cultures and all the different cultures here, then maybe living close to Manhattan and like or like the other boroughs but closer to Manhattan makes sense. Yeah. If you're a regular person, find like some kind of tweener area like where I am right now or like maybe like Bayside, Queens, you know, something like that. Say, I keep talking about Bayside for some reason. Little neck. It's a little. It's still in Queens. It's suburban enough that you can afford to get right a decent house. It's a border, yeah, yeah. But you're also really close to like going into Flushing Queens, and then just the one train away from going to Manhattan, right? Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to do it because you, you want to give your kids like access to grass and fresh air and shit like that. <laughs> it's like we're cattle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, you want to make sure with your, you know, with your cattle, you know, you're giving them enough grass. Are there clouds? This cloud's perfect. Then you're good. If they can see some trees once in a while. <laughs> you know, not everything is the sidewalk. Yeah. Getting on to a favorite part of the whole podcast. This is ah. Ranting and Raving, where Ben and I like to bitch about something or Ben and I like to compliment something. Yes. Ben, please keep it a little bit um, tight. and Tight. Tight. What do you have to bitch about today? Um, When I had my stay in Miami, Miami, I noticed how much cheaper the Ubers were. Really? Dude. Like how much you'd be like 50%, whatever percent? I, I can make a case that's like almost like 60 to 70% cheaper. Holy shit. Yeah. Why is that the case? Are there more drivers? It's just because everything is so like you have to drive. Like, I don't know what it is actually. That's a really good question. But I just remember there were so many times where we were taking Ubers that it was like five of us, right? 10 minute ride, right? That's like 20 bucks. Easy. Especially if you're in the city. doesn't matter actually which borough you are. In Miami, Miami, it's less than ten bucks. It was like seven bucks, eight bucks. I'm like, what so the you didn't f- even rent the car; you just Ubered around everywhere. It was, it was so much cheaper. Like we actually did the math, and the amount of trips that we stayed with the amount of people we had, and this is including tip as well. It was so much cheaper. Huh. Not, yeah, it was crazy. Do you need to tip more then? You know how sometimes when you go to like a restaurant, let's you go to a restaurant, see, and you get yeah. something really, really cheap, and the bill is like maybe ten dollars. Yeah, but you've sat down, you've like. You know, it's kind of like when we go to when we go to a restaurant. Maybe like I'll take care of you guys. I'll give you a great discount, but you guys make up for it by putting more tip, right? Because the amount of service and the time that the waiter has has dedicated to you, regardless yeah. if you're getting like a ten dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill, it's pretty yeah. much the same on their end. So theoretically, they should get tipped for. We did. I do make an effort to always remind you know, like we got to tip them. You know, so I think personally for me because it felt so much cheaper. I'm like, oh, I'm you gonna more. You tip more. I'm just gonna tip more. I'm like, yo, thirty percent all the time for you guys. <laughs> this was amazing. So yeah, um, fucking, like your whole car was like on fire. It smelled like smoke. Thirty percent. Thirty percent, bro. You mean I got here in five minutes? Thirty percent. But yeah, dude, it was so it's so much cheaper. I forgot how much cheaper uh, Ubers are there. I mean, maybe in other parts of the cities. But yeah, um, that's my little. Is that a rant or I guess it was more it's of a rave? Rave. rave. Yeah. You- See, guys, we bring positivity every once in a while. Yeah, that's the one thing that's not uh, expensive is the Ubers. You have when to it take. relates to saving money, we'll be very positive. Yeah, Uber, it pays to do Uber. Okay, Ben, you and I are probably like very social, sociable people. Okay. I mean, we have a podcast, uh-huh. which we talk a lot, but have you ever been at some event and someone else is much more sociable than you? And this could be, uh, this yeah. could be regardless if you're already sociable or you're just a quiet, timid person, but there's, sometimes you're at an event Regardless of what level of social ability you are or what level you like talking. Extrovertness, maybe. Right. There's always going to be someone that talks more than you. Yeah. Even as an extroverted person myself. Oh, okay, okay. I see when I meet I those people, I'm like, holy shit, do other people feel like this when they talk to me? Oh, I see what you mean. So it's like you Did get... Did you feel a, exhausted? I felt exhausted because... That was my next question. I think I talk a lot, but meeting someone that talks more than me, it makes me not want to talk as much anymore. <laughs> because so, I feel like maybe I am... Uh-huh overpowering other people when i talk with them um i don't know that's like a that's a really good deep question but i think we're like the see maybe i'm just being biased i think we're a good balance of it um we think we're a good balance but but maybe imagine you meet someone else that's much more talkative they're much more aggressive not in in the negative way but they just like talking more than you do and ask more questions more follow-up questions more engaging questions yeah i feel exhausted i've had this one person but he was just blabbering because he was just drunk. Oh, that's different. Drunk that's talk what I'm is saying. different. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this one person. He was just. It got to a point where I had to tell my other friend, like, "Yo, I think I might actually leave," because the person just kept talking about themselves, and I was just like, "I don't think this is even a conversation. This is just like a, a lecture, or it's or it's like a therapy session for them." Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh man, like I'm I'm appreciative of you opening up to me, but I'm like, wow, this is like 
not even enjoyable. Guys, you should always have a exit strategy whenever you go to these <laughs> events, right? Yeah, or it's just Irish exit, baby. All right, guys, we're at the outro. Thank you. Great episode today. Um, oh, nice. Once again, our love, our thoughts, everything that we can give out to the people, out to the residents of the island of Maui right now. So um, it's a tough situation. I don't know when, when this episode is coming out. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, they'll be in a better situation than where they are right now in real time for us. Yeah. Uh, ben, do you want to go through all the plugs and everything? Well, I look up my next Asian dad joke. Thank you. I was just going to say, like, please, I hope you didn't, you know, I need that joke. Um, I just want to start off by saying what, you know, piggybacking what Lindy said, it fucking sucked. I hope, you know, our today's episode was able to lift your spirits. You know, that's the most important thing. Hope you learned something. Uh, we are in the middle of a triple header today. I think we're doing pretty good so far. It's pretty solid. And, you know, we can only do this without your support. Wait, with your support? I take that back. Um, you can find us on all our social media plugs, on Instagram, Worst Asian Pod. You can find us on uh, Rumble, Snapchat, YouTube. Um, you can find us in Flushing Queens. You can find us in Flushing <laughs> Queens. Somewhere. Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, if you actually see Ben and I somewhere, this is probably not going to happen because we're not that famous. If you actually do see us, aside from like if we're with family or doing something kind of crazy. Yeah, leave me alone. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Come say hi. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Um, we do appreciate it. Yeah. This is... Um, this is good uh, uh, therapy for the both of us. So hopefully you guys have a good time listening to us. Hopefully you'll tune in next week. Hopefully subscribe. Hopefully you do a lot of different things. But hopefully, hopefully move to Queens. Yeah, come to Queens. Great place to be. I will wrap up this thing with a um, Asian dad joke. Do you want the one that's maybe a little bit inappropriate? Inappro- uh, or what's the other one then? Or do you want the one that may take you a second to process the joke? Ooh, that's a good one. Ah, it's up to you. I don't care. Okay, okay. What is the name of an Asian guy holding a camcorder? Phil Ming. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, that was a good. One. I'll save the inappropriate one for for next week. Okay, uh, so, so okay. remind me that you want to hear the inappropriate Asian right, dad joke. Five, next five, week. Five, five. All right, guys, Ming. stay safe. Take it easy now. Uh, yo, thank you guys so much. All right, bye. Peace. Peace. Adios.